I'm Daniel, the Past Life Regressionist, and it's time to begin. This is Timeless Spirituality. Hey everyone, welcome back to Timeless Spirituality. If you would like to book a regression with me to discover who, when, and where you have been throughout time, you can reach me on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist or my website, thepastliferegressionist.com. And now, it's time to begin. Baron, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Daniel. Thanks for having me. I am fabulous. My fabulous, fabulous, or super duper fabulous like super uber duper fabulous cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just had a nap so that makes everything so much more fabulous <laughs> we're in good shape then and after doing this for i mean a very long time you'd think i'd have this down by now and not being a goober at the beginning of these episodes but i don't know if that's ever going to change i don't think so yeah probably that's not. okay i think it's good be weird if I'm a goober at 70. I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna be doing the podcast at 70, but I don't know. Are there 70 year old goobers out there? I think so. Absolutely. Okay. We're okay then. Look, you gotta stick with what you're good at. So I mean, it's just natural for me. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> anytime, anytime. You ready for the first question? Sure. Uh, what is your favorite song about time and why? So my favorite song in general, is Time by Hootie and the Blowfish. I think it's an incredible song, and it's got a really great message, and it talks about time. I know shocking from the, from the name, but it talks about, like, asking time, like, uh, why do you punish me? And, like, blaming time for all kinds of things. But then it goes back, and it's like, but I don't believe in time. Like, time isn't real. And so who are we actually blaming? So I think it's like very introspective and kind of looking back into yourself and maybe putting the blame on you or just getting rid of the blame in general. I just, I think it's a really cool song. It's got a good title. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and as you'll see, my hands went up. I think you probably saw that right at the beginning, just as you started to speak. Because I don't know if you've heard that I'm, I'm doing the time game now where I guess the year of the song. So my hands went up so you'd see that I wasn't doing any typing or anything like that. So, I thought that was a dance, but okay. I saw it. It's good. Yeah. I probably should have said something first. Why <laughs> 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 me throw my hands up in the air like, okay. Anyway, so. I'm going to say I'm get this one within two years. Hooting the Blowfish time. Hmm. It's going to be 96 I'm going to say 96, but within two years. The album may have been released in 95, may have been released as a single in 97, but I'm going to say 96. So you want to go check that out right now? Uh, well, it came out in 94, but it was released on their album in 95. So within two years. To say when it was released as a single? 
in 95. Oh, 95. Yeah. Okay. So it was a year hey, old. Hey, you were close. Okay. I said good within two years. So, okay. We're cool then. <laughs> All right. I feel good. Good. Yeah, I, I mean, so like, I mean, I mentioned many times on the podcast that I release all these out of order and there was, I think it was two episodes ago. I, I just, I got it off by like six years, the song of six years off and, and I was just a wreck during the whole episode. <laughs> I just kept bringing up like, well, yeah, I, yeah, it was hard. Okay. Look, don't let it get to you. It's okay. You were in two years. We're good. In my defense for that episode, I didn't even know the song. But I still took a guess anyways. I mean, there have been a couple where I've just said, like, I don't know. I've never heard the song before. Okay, anyways. As you can see, I'm, I'm still kind of sour <laughs> about that. But, okay, ready for the next question? Yes. What is it that you believe in? Oh, I believe in a lot of things. I believe, I believe in humanity. And I believe in the goodness of people. I know that's gotten me in a lot of tricky situations, uh, but I, I look for the potential in people, but I know there's good in everybody and I, I believe in love and that like love will win and conquer all, every form of love. That's, that's mainly what I believe in. How'd you feel after saying it out loud? I feel good. That's it. That's absolutely what I believe in. Cool. Ready for the next question? Yeah. Why is it that you wanted to have a past life regression? So I wanted to have a past life regression because I have constantly gone through the same cycles, uh, mainly in relationships. Uh, but I just find myself in these same patterns. And no matter what I do or believe, or try to change. It's always the same stuff. And I couldn't understand why. I thought maybe, maybe I can learn from my history and maybe not just Farron's history, but like Farron's soul history. Maybe that'll give me some answers. And uh, I feel like it definitely did. What came up for you? Um... Well, in the regression, we went back to four different lives. And the first couple were honestly, like, I didn't, I didn't really want to see them. I didn't want to know more. It was, it was sad and not really depressing, but like those lives kind of sucked. <laughs> and they had so much heartache and pain and sorrow. And it's themes that I keep going through in this life. And it showed me that, like, homegirl, you've been there. You've done this already. Like, you've gotten past it. You can get past it now. Like, don't let that be a barrier. Like, this is a short wall. It's not some giant something, like, blocking you in. Like, you get a ladder and crawl over it. Like, yeah, you're short, but you can step on some stuff and get over it. So it was nice to get out of that same, oh, woe is me cycle and stop being the victim and having the victim mentality. Anything in particular you're comfortable speaking about that came up? Uh, like in the lives that we saw? Mm -hmm. Uh, So the first one, like that one, I was a young woman and I want to say like mid-20s probably. And my 
my family died in a fire that I could not save them from. And then I lost a child um, during pregnancy and everybody that I loved had abandoned me. There was nobody there and I just couldn't go through with it anymore. And I know you kept asking me like, do you want to see anything else? No, I was done because I don't really think there was anything else there. I don't think I made it through that one. I feel like everything, I, I let it succumb me and I just, I needed a way out. And I've felt that before in this life. Uh, nothing as tragic as that had happened, but like I've been through pain and sorrow before I can get through it. I don't have to stay stuck on that. There's always, there's always another option. You don't have to take like the easy way out. And the next one, again, I was alone, but with a child who loved me and cared for me. And um, I was giving her away for her wedding. And I had lost my wife, but like my daughter was still there, even though she now had a husband and a family of her own. They were never far away. And uh, I was a farmer and there was this crazy storm that was coming through and I really felt like we were going to lose everything and the whole community came together to help out and we had like a big harvest and was able to feed the whole town and it was just that community coming together and like you may be one person but you're never alone like you always have your village and it really showed that and throughout this past year of Farron's life I've gone through a lot of heartbreak and people leaving. And in the beginning, I felt very alone, but my village was quick to show up and comfort me and make sure that I knew I was not alone. And they were there no matter what. And it really showed that all the times that I've been there for others, because I feel like you should be there for your people always. But they were right there back for me you know, got you. And uh, it was very like overwhelming, but in a wonderful sense. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Anything else come up for you that you're comfortable talking about? So the third life that we saw, it was very interesting. And I was, I was a princess in a castle, of course, because I'm a princess. <laughs> and it was a lot of, again, a lot of struggle and heartbreak. Um, my father had died and he was, he was killed actually by like my crazy uncle. And you know, that life was spent trying to right those wrongs and bring like my uncle to justice, um, being a voice for the voiceless, because I thought I had some sort of power, like People need to listen to me. I'm the one that can make shit happen, which I really couldn't then. I was sent to jail and eventually beheaded, which kind of sucked. But like looking back, there was several times like as a child that I dreamt of that palace and I was waiting for my dad to come back. And in this life, my dad passed 
when my mom was pregnant for me. And so I never got to meet him. And I always felt like this really wasn't where I was supposed to be. Like I knew my dad and I knew he was coming back and like that I had a different family or something, but I feel like it was maybe some memories of that. So it really all connected not long after that all happened. I had several dreams and I don't really think they were necessarily dreams. Just my guides coming in and telling me like, no, stop thinking that you're crazy because you're not. So that was really nice. So just to clarify, like when you say not like quote unquote dreams, you mean memories in a sense. Correct. And I don't know how many times I've said it to people, but being royalty doesn't seem like it's all it's chalked up to be. No, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That was stupid. I mean, I think I've talked about it before where anytime anyone sees or says that they see themselves in a castle or anything along those lines or as royalty, I mean, 90% of the time. It's like, okay, it's going to be one of those lives. It's going to be one where they're going to say, this is horrible. I feel like a prisoner in my own castle. I can't do anything. I'd rather be outside. I literally was a prisoner in my own castle, but I made friends with all the rats in the dungeon because I'm like, it's sort of like Snow White. Animals love me. So it's so, not surprising. Yeah, if anyone wants a past life regression to see if they were royalty, my first question would be, why? And the second one... <laughs> Maybe not. (laughs) I guess, well, the second one would be more of a statement of, well, you could be one of those people with an off chance of it actually being a happy life because I see it happen very, very, very rarely. But is it really, is it really helpful to seek out a past life? And you you didn't do this, so I'm not, you know, see me talk about fear. Call me out, Daniel. God. Oh, no, I would just call you out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Make it clear that this isn't you I'm talking about. I think that there are other reasons to have a past life regression. There's a lot more value to to acquire out of a past life regression if you're not going in there solely to see a life where you may have been royalty. So, yeah. <laughs> but if you'd like to, that's your choice. I can't guarantee that you'll see yourself as royalty or that a life like that would come up. But if that's what you're looking for and that's what you need, then that's maybe what you'd get. But just... I'm I'm making a horrible business decision here by saying that, (laughs) but I always want everyone to get the most out of the experience. So royalty and all chalked up to be. Yeah, I, I'm just a regular ass person and I just assume I would see. You're Farron. Okay, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I figured all my lives would be pretty mundane and and they were, but with very significant factors in them and themes that play out. Um, so yeah, the the royalty one, that was almost the worst in a way. <laughs> but it did feel good towards the end. I was able to look my uncle, who's like the usurper and the dude who beheaded me. I was able to look him in the eye and say why and like why did I see this too and it was like get your power back you've always had it you never let anybody take it before like I just chopped off your head and it didn't do shit so like it's always been in you 
here you go. Take it back. How'd that feel? Super powerful. <laughs> I felt like, oh, I am a badass. I can accomplish anything. Yeah, you're motherfucking Farron. <laughs> you're a super badass. Yes. You can't accomplish anything. I know. Thank you for recognizing it. Saying motherfucking <laughs> Farron, okay, or, or should we pick something else? But I mean, it's, no. it's an endearing. <laughs> uh well i mean you're gonna have my whole name on here so i honestly i usually introduce introduce myself to people as fair and motherfucking malagary really <laughs> i am a big deal i do oh that's cool. ridiculous i don't know if it's cool but it helps my ego yeah do you ever see uh how i met your mother uh yes right with the middle name wait for it <laughs> that was pretty good that was really good. It was a legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Dairy. <laughs> yes. Legendary. <laughs> well, that was a fun little sidetrack we did there. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. How about the fourth life? So the fourth life, that was my favorite. So again, um, a little, oh, I started off as like a young woman when we got into it. Um, I had a very long, happy life by myself. And I think that was one of the most powerful things was like, you don't need no man to be happy. Like you can do it all by your damn self. Uh, but like, I wasn't alone. I had, again, a whole village. So in that life, I was a healer. And it was... I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago uh, around Scotland. And it got, so like the healing got passed down through the family, like through the women in the family. They weren't called witches. We were called healers. Okay. <laughs> so I picked a lot of herbs and I made salves and medicine for the people in my village. And I was like now a huge bookworm so constantly reading because read your history it repeats itself so that's a lot of what I did and I knew that like this sickness was coming it was, it was a plague of some sort and I was prepared I'd gathered enough herbs and made enough remedies to save my whole village and where a lot of like nearby places were not as lucky and the people really appreciated that. And instead of like, oh, she's a witch, let's burn her at the stake. They sent their children to me for me to teach them. And it started off just a couple of kids, like sitting at my feet, learning what the plants were and how they worked. And it ended up like every child in the village came to me for generations and generations. And so I didn't have any kids of my own, but I had the whole town, the whole village that all became my family. And I grew to be a very old woman who died peacefully in her sleep, surrounded by the entire village. And that felt like the most successful and fulfilling life that I could ask for just giving and receiving in return felt like I had done the most good and that is what Farron strives for 
So it's really made me rethink the jobs I've had, um, different things that I do and why am I doing it? What is the bigger purpose and how can it help others? Because it's been really selfish and where does that get anybody? So it was just, it was lovely. I think it's really helped with where I'm going in the future. Yes. So yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing all that. Of course. So now uh, Theron is starting a garden and I live on like 11 acres. So I have tons and tons of room to plant all kinds of things and make my own natural remedies and uh, helping others out. I'm trying all kinds of stuff right now. I haven't like started a business per se because I'm giving it to all my friends and family. Like first I need feedback. (laughs) I want to know what you guys think. And uh, it's been wonderful so far. How about Karen Farron? Not, not, (laughs) K-A-E-R-N. C-A-R-I-N hyphen or gosh, you know, the little thingy that comes at. We're going to work on that. Maybe. I need something really punny and I haven't gotten there yet. So that's why I have no name just yet. You can't force it. It's just got to come to you. Farron's herbs. We're, we're gonna bookmark that one. Let's we'll get, get axed that one. Let's <laughs> go up for very simple. It was, it was a really good try, Daniel, but no, thank you. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. <laughs> okay. So, where were we? <laughs> Hi, yourself. What came up for you? So, I didn't meet with my higher self. I met with my dad and that was the best part of this whole experience. I mean, like I said before, I I never met him and he's always been such a big part of my life without ever being in my life. I had a whole lot of questions about him and just being able to see him and hug him. We hugged for the longest time. And that was such a gift that I never thought I'd get. And she told me that he was first off that he was proud of me. And that's something that I've always questioned. Like, am I doing enough? Am I doing good enough? I don't know what he would like, but hopefully I'm on the right track. And, you know, told me that I was doing a great job like like chill the fuck out Sarah you're doing good stop thinking so much and he apologized to me for like me feeling that he had abandoned me and left me but I mean I already believe that everything happens for a reason and he said that like he had to leave because I would not have grown into the person that I am and that I'm supposed to be if he was here. Like without that heartbreak from the very beginning, I wouldn't be this person. And so everything works out. 
And uh, that's why, like, he's sorry that I went through all that. And then he brought up a couple times this one time I was maybe a teenage, like 12 or 13. And I remember being on the highway with my grandma and we were on the inside lane and this 18 wheeler came right past us and was like, I don't know if he lost control, but he almost hit us. Like it, I really thought we were going to die right then. And I saw this angel for lack of a better word. It was just like a, a white, white light next to me that like pushed the truck away. And he was like, oh yeah, that was me. Like I've always been right there. I've always been holding your hand and holding your heart through every heartbreak. And every time somebody's done you wrong, like all the nights that I've sat up crying alone, I was never alone. And that, that meant everything. I feel like that changed a lot because I've always felt very alone and just to know that like no bitch you weren't was <laughs> so nice and then he told me to stop chasing love and you hear that all the time okay stop chasing it sure well I don't listen he said like just stop focus on yourself and like love will find you and I've heard that a lot before, but I guess it took my dad telling me that to really like put a break on things and just stop. And honestly, I've never loved myself more in like not an egotistical, like I'm so great sort of way, but I'm fucking badass. And I finally gave myself a chance to just be me and give myself the love that I continuously give to other people. I get so sad because I I don't get it in return. And maybe that's because I just, I love different. I have a different sort of love. And I'm finally giving that to myself. And it's just so beautiful. I, I love the person I'm becoming. And I mean, you definitely helped with that for me to see my dad and for him to, like guide me through that. And I think that has been the most life-changing experience through all of this. It's just reconnecting with myself and stop being so upset for what other people don't give me because I never stopped to give it to myself. And once I did that, it changed everything. And like, I can honestly say I'm happy now where I was just content before and I'm just trying to be like happy-go-lucky person that I just want everybody else to smile while, you know, I go cry in the corner, but nobody else sees that. No, fuck that. <laughs> I, I'm dancing in the middle of the room now and I don't care about everybody else. It's been wonderful. Thank you for sharing all that. Of course. You know, no, no two sessions are ever alike. Do I have sessions that I like more than others? Yeah. Is every session fulfilling to me? Yeah. But your session was one of those. I remember walking away feeling good about what I do. Like this is, I mean, not just 
me personally, but past life regression as a whole or quantum healing being in that space of they're just, they're amazing things that can happen. And I'm so grateful that I was able to be the one to facilitate that because if I remember correctly, it was completely organic. Your father coming through. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. Actually, I had a question for my higher self. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but it was so weird too. Like, could I be my father? <laughs> just from like the timing of everything. Like, I don't know. Could I have come back? Like, Am I actually Brenny? Like, who knows? But that real quick was Nick's. He's like, nah, dude, but I've always been here. <laughs> it, was, it was just a breath of fresh air. And it's like it lifted, it's like lifted a veil and like in front of my eyes. You know, I can, I just, I see differently now. Clearer. I see clearer now. Because the rain is gone, but I, I couldn't go anywhere with that. <laughs> but... Look, I can see all obstacles in my way. Right? It just showed that whole, the whole session really was, showed that, like, I get knocked down. I get up again. They're never going to keep me down. Chambawamba. Yes. 1996. <laughs> Wait, Perfect. no, was that 97? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I don't know that one. I didn't look that one up. But that's one of my favorite quotes ever. And but it's true. I mean, and that's with everybody. Life knocks you down. And it's not it's not about the heartache that you had, the trouble that you had, how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. Mm -hmm. And you gotta keep going and make the best of every situation and learn from when you were knocked down and do better. So one of the things that I struggle with when, I mean, I'm a firm believer that there is life that we can't see, not just ET life, but such as your dad passing away when he did and still being present in your life to the extent and degree in which he can be. I, I'm a firm believer of all that, but it's, I mean, for me, it's, do I want to get too wrapped, and personally, do I want to get too wrapped up in the merging of those two worlds? Because, like, with him saying to you that it's like he had to go in order for you to have the life that you did, I get it. Like, I, I get that. It makes sense. But there's also that part of me that rejects that notion of, I mean, still, I believe that this is something you you both agreed to on the other side, that this mm -hmm. wasn't just, oh, I'm going to do this for you. It was like, no, but we're going to make this this agreement and then we're going to play it out there. Like, I, I firmly believe that. But I guess I struggle with, and so I, I know what happened a long time ago for you, and, and I'm not, I've never been in your position. So it's it's kind of hard for me to say, well, this is how I would feel. You know, one of those, like... <laughs> Or I'm going to tell you how to raise your children, even though I have none. <laughs> I, I, I mean, also, this is just a lot covered to me. It's, but there is a huge separation since it did. Ha it wasn't like it happened six months ago. This no, was something. It was Thirty-four years ago. <laughs> right, your your entire life, plus a little bit. Yeah. So, it's not. I don't want to say a bypass. 
because I'm still, I don't want to say that if, if someone's death happened recently and then this perspective shift, oh, well, they agreed and they've always been with me. So that's going to numb the pain because I think there's a natural process of grief. But even though this is something that has been with you your entire life, I guess there's that human part of me that rejects this notion that like, or I think it, I mean, frankly, that fucking sucks that (laughs) someone has to go in order for you to learn the lessons. I get it. I think I understand the beauty and significance of it, but I think there's some anger behind that, that feeling of loss and right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yes, I believe this, but I don't, I don't completely get it or understand or want to accept it all the time. Mm -hmm. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) But I like to, I always look for the silver lining in things and that that's my silver lining. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry, go ahead. Just to get out of that victim mentality. Like this terrible thing happened to me. Like, okay, it happened, but how can we use it for like, for good? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which I mean, frankly, I think is also the healthy way to do it. <laughs> so where, where you're at, it's it's not a it's not a bypass, you know. It's it's something you experience for your entire life. So I hope that that was kind of clear. Uh, but yeah. it's the flip side of that too is the cynic in me comes out. No, maybe not the cynic, but the skeptic in me comes out in situations like that. Well, one, I was there for it, so it wasn't. I, I, can I, I don't remember being on your questionnaire. Hey, can I talk to my father who I've never met before? Can, can he come through? It just happened organically. But then the skeptic in me gets in that mindset after the fact or when it happens of, okay, I believe that this is real right now, but how, how do I ask questions that can make it almost undeniable? Not that I'm trying to, to shift the balance, but since that was something that you didn't expect, and it wasn't like you had the question on your questionnaire, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, of my grandma and I, grandmother and I almost got into a car accident a few years ago with a. No, with an I 18- hadn't thought about that since, I mean, in 20 something years. Right. Like, so I forgot I, about it. I think one of the questions I probably asked then was of your father when have you been there for Farron when she wasn't aware of it? Was that what I asked? I think that's exactly what you asked. Because that's when I shifted to that mindset of, okay, I believe in this. I believe this is organic. And I believe that she's not going to think of an answer. It's just going to come to her. And it may be one of those, oh, shit moments after. Or, oh, shit. That's <laughs> not, oh, shit. exactly oh, shit. how it happened. Yeah. So that, and been being there for that, like, I felt it was completely organic because it was like, oh shit, wow, I, I, I never thought of it that way or wow, it, I can see that now. And I think there's also then an argument to be made not to play devil's advocate from earlier of what would that have looked like, that situation had, had he not passed away when he did. I mean, that's not to say that there wouldn't have been another energy source or guide or angel or anything of that nature in his place, mm-hmm. but it was but it was him. That's that's what it was. And without that presence there, you and your grandmother may have been rammed off the road by an 18-wheeler, and that probably wouldn't have ended well. So No, no. That would have been insane for my family because he died in a car wreck. And, oh, I, geez, I don't even want to think about that. It would have been terrible. 
but you know, it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I guess what I'm ultimately getting at is that I think that there is something beautiful that even once our loved ones have gone over to the other side, that they are still with us and able to watch out for us and not necessarily dictate the way that our lives are going to go. But if, if an 18 wheeler needs a little nudge or the little car next to it, then they're there to, to do it. Because I also like, I think that someone is very, as you say, of the questioning nature right now will be thinking, well, well, why can they interfere? And then other people die in car accidents. I don't think that the universe is perfect. I think that sometimes there are flukes that happen and that maybe it wasn't your time yet. So something had to come in and intervene. You know, something that always just happens to be just around the corner and can kind of fly in when needed. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I had an experience like that once when I was driving about five years ago. There was a fucking idiot lunatic who was, you know, his little his little car just weaving in and out. And this was on the way out to the desert. So admittedly, I was probably going about, what was the speed limit there? <laughs> 70 out there. So I was probably going about 68 or 69 or within 10 miles per hour of that. But this guy just going really fast. And just an idiot. Because the, ro- the road's wide open. Why? Why do you need that? Is your penis that small that you need to to do stuff like that? Not you, Farron. I'm talking to him right now. I don't it, even know the guy. It's not. <laughs> so yeah. okay. um, his probably so. Probably. And once he cut in front of me, I felt like there was something that hit the car. But I was going 70 plus miles per hour. And so was this guy. Yet nothing happened. So it's like, did the guy nick me at the perfect angle? Or was there something that kind of jolted it backwards a little bit? Also the point that wouldn't throw me off too much. I don't know. But it also didn't feel like it was my time to go. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I hope that that moron dies <laughs> A painful, fiery death in his in his car where no one else is going to be hurt. And hopefully he doesn't have any family, so they won't be affected by it either. Because that's where I, I mean, automatic, you know, when people do stupid things, you get in that. Yeah. Well, as long as no one else dies because you're an idiot. But I also don't want to see anyone be hurt. But if it can be contained, sure. <laughs> but... I go through that same process every day on the highway. So with all that said. Drive defensively. Don't always count on your angels or guides or other things on the other side to intervene if needed because I also think that, that would be one of the most foolish and stupid things in the world. Like, I just get to drive like an asshole now because I have things watching out for me. I, my best friend died when I was or fill in the blank, so I know that they'll protect me. So, I'll, you know, look, look, mom, I'm driving without any hands on the wheel. Everything's yeah, going to no, be fine. That's that's a fucking idiot right there. Uh, oh, I'm going to go out on the bottom of the mountain with a bullhorn right after a snowstorm. And I'm going to I'm going to see this avalanche pass over me because, well, my great grandmother who passed away when my father was 
seven years old. I know that they're watching out for me, so I'm going to be safe. So when that avalanche is coming down the hill, I'm throwing my hands in the air, and I'm not even going to wear a jacket. Because why? <laughs> I don't care about getting frostbit. It's fine. I have people watching me. Because they had hot breath when they were alive, so they probably do there. So <laughs> they'll keep it away. It's I, I, So if I could really just spell this out for everyone, I do believe that there are those things watching out for us. And I think it's okay to live our lives with the comfort of knowing that that's a potential, but to not always rely on those things. Because mm-hmm. what if... <laughs> What if you somehow signed a contract to go out in an avalanche because you caused it with your, your bullhorn? Just be smart, people. Make wise decisions. Right. Don't and drive like an idiot. The contract that was signed was that you were going to go post about it on Instagram of, hey, I'm going to go out to the bottom of the mountain with a blowhorn. I'm going to prove to all you that angels do exist. Well, we that know how that is. That would be ends. a really shitty Instagram live. <laughs> what? Right? Because then maybe your purpose was to show everyone, hey, maybe I shouldn't be an idiot. (laughs) But then maybe things change. Because maybe at the last moment, that was the agreement that you made with the universe. But then something clicked. And you said, this is a stupid thing to do, so I'm not going to do it. And then you have changed time and space as we know it. I mean, we're not talking about Back to the Future 2 style where Doc Brown's going off. You're fabric of space and the end of everything. No, maybe there are variables to place to change things, little subtleties. Maybe you wake up in a new timeline, but we're not going to go there because that's not really the whole like, well, I don't need to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to blow the bullhorn at the bottom of the base of the mountain here because I'm going to wake up in a different timeline. Everything's going to be okay because I made a different decision in that timeline. So I don't need to worry about that happening, but I'm just thinking of things and regurgitating that I've heard before. (laughs) I mean, although the, the bullhorn at the base of the mountain. Timeline shifting, duh. What the fuck does that even... <laughs> Farron, what does that even mean, the timeline shifting? I don't shifting? know. Honestly, that is the stupidest fucking thing I ever hear. And like, um, it got, like, I hear on TikTok all the time. Okay, guys, like, tomorrow the timeline is shifting. So, like, if you're watching this, you have shifted. Like, what, what, do, you, what do you mean? I think we call that daylight savings you know. time. Yeah, why is that still a thing? That's stupid. Like, yeah. my, I have so many clocks. You want me to change them all? No, thank you. I shan't. Anyways, the, 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 yeah, I second that. But the <laughs> timeline thing was fun. What's, what's your take on that? I don't think I've ever really dove into that on the show. I, I don't, honestly, I don't really understand what they mean by shifting timelines. I, how does that work? Are we... Are we on the new earth in a new timeline? Like, what does that even mean? Like, do people forget that, hey, we're actually human beings just on like this earth and living every day? Like, the sun is still spinning, or the, the earth is spinning around the sun. And I don't know what's changing or we're jumping or shifting. That makes no sense to me. Do I hear a funny story about that? A personal one for me? Absolutely, yes. I'm almost positive I've never shared this one before. So when I came around to all these concepts, I think this was this was before I was certified. This would have been like nine years ago. And I was I was getting I was not a I was an internal new earther, I'll put it that way, of 
believing that one day we'd wake up and everything would be different. That that didn't last long. But it's I was I was absorbing all that content and all the, the talk of timeline shifting and everything and oh and I I, I don't think I've been affected by the Nanda or Mandela effect, which is the one of some people remembering Nelson Mandela being assassinated and then others not. I think that's what it's based off of or that it is. I don't remember any of that stuff. But... Right. Or some people remembering that Darth oh, Vader time. said, Luke, I killed your father instead of Luke. I am your father. Yeah. He it's... definitely said, Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> and look, I, I'm not going to rule out the possibility of some people shifting from an alternate dimension or, any of those things where Darth Vader said, Luke, I killed your father because look, let's even as a storyteller, that's not as profound as Luke. I am your father. Star Wars never would have been the same. Had it been Luke, I killed your father. You know, Plus, that might've been like the first edit or so. Well, and did we already know that sort of in the first one when Obi-Wan said to Luke, Darth Vader killed your father. I mean, it's been a while since I seen the first one, but didn't he say that to him? Like, Veta killed your father. I know he wasn't Palpatine, but in his Alec Guinness way of Luke. (laughs) I've never really been into Star Wars. I watched them all the last couple years, but... Frank, I'm more of a Star Trek fan myself. Um, Yes! Okay, you just won a couple... Yeah, as we're doing the Vulcan... (laughs) Yes! A couple more brownie points in my book. (laughs) So, as all that was coming around and you know me I've always been good with time and I went to therapy you know I to this day I've been in therapy weekly for 20 years with a little break when I was 19 but other than that consistently for 20 years and I always had a set time that I'd go to therapy I mean it's it's changed but you know it's always it's not like oh this week I'm gonna go this day and this and I can't remember exactly I think maybe at that time it was noon on Tuesdays and I I ended up showing up late one time, or was it late? Yeah, late, or maybe it was 1230. I was supposed to be there at 1230 at the time, or that's when it was. But then I showed up one day, and the therapist, well, I mean, one, was shocked because I always showed up early, and I'd been seeing him for years. And, you know, he said to me, oh, it was supposed to be at 12 today. Don't you remember? And, and, and of course, then in my mind, I'm, did I jump timelines? This doesn't happen to me. <laughs> and so I actually started saying that, like, that was what the said. Did I, did I, sh- like, I don't know if I, because I, like, what, what? And then of course I thought about it after the fact. And I remembered his uh, assistant saying to me the week before, we need to move your appointment time to be a half an hour earlier <laughs> next week. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about it. That and she would always leave a message for me the day before just confirming the appointment. But I'd never listened to the message because I always knew that I had an appointment that day, which would have been smart for me to listen to it because, well, there would always be that off chance that she'd be calling to say we need to reschedule. I didn't have much else going on at the time. So I was like, whatever, <laughs> take a drive and keep that side of the nor there. But yeah, I had just forgotten that she had brought it up for me the week before, but I was just so used to doing that. The, the timeline shifts. There was a completely reasonable, logical explanation for why I showed up late. I forgot. 
Yeah. I'm glad you can admit that. It was much funnier in my <laughs> head before I was about to recount the story to you. I should have, you know, like I could have hit the beats and everything. And No, I'm glad you did. Thank you for sharing that. How does that yeah. make you feel, Daniel? It's weird being asked that. It, I mean, honestly, how would I put it? I am understanding of my younger self in the space that I was in at the time. And I mean, look, also, I, I didn't have Instagram at the time. I was not on social media posting about these things. I was not talking to my friends about any of these things. This is more of an internal thing. So it's not like I'm like, I feel like such an ass for going out there and spewing <laughs> all this shit. It's like, no, that was in therapy. It was okay. I'm like, if my therapist thinks I'm crazy, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I know that there are... Right? Even <laughs> if my therapist thinks I'm crazy, there are much crazier people that he's dealing with. So... Yeah. Whatever. He thinks I'm going through psychosis? Maybe I am. Whatever. <laughs> Although, you got to remember at the time, the stuff I was seeing is, oh, mental illness isn't a real thing. It's just... Oh, gosh. I forget we went through that whole thing. <laughs> Look, are labels necessary? Maybe not, but I do believe that mental illness is a real thing. So, like, if someone told me I was experiencing psychosis at the time, I'd be like, no, it's just the awakening process. <laughs> you just don't see it. <laughs> I'm offending. I don't know why that's the voice that came up for it. But it's the perfect voice for that. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been more macho. I don't have psychosis. I am going through the ascension process. You sound like a Klingon going through the ascension process. I am going through the ascension process. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Worf. <laughs> Brother of, of Khan. Yeah. So like that that's my story. That that's my story with the timelines and and after that day, like I still I maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe I did shift timelines. Maybe I just shifted timelines to another timeline where his assistant had said to me, oh, we need to move your appointment time next week. I mean, it could have happened in multiple timelines. So maybe, maybe I wasn't the one who was crazy. Maybe it was the Matrix playing a trick on me and wanting me to think that I was crazy. Maybe it was everyone conspiring, the whole cosmos and universe to fuck with my head because time was my thing and to make me think that I was jumping timelines. Did I do okay there, Farron? You did really good. I'm very proud of you, Daniel. That was the most wellest articulated. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I don't know. That was articulated very well. The most wellest. Okay, and now I have to also come in and say I I will never rule out the possibility of an ascension or new earth because that would be an absolute and I don't like to deal in absolutes. But I don't live my life that way. No. And I think um, like the whole new earth or so it's just maybe seeing things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's all the way you view the world around you. Like I you know, had my grand awakening this past year, but it was just got out of my own fucking head and like opened my eyes to see how life really is and maybe see the brighter side of life. And I choose to look for the positive things and 
the last five months and 21 days since we've had our session. Mm -hmm. So many wonderful, positive things have been happening for me. It's, it's because I choose to see that and not focus on all the negative, like I always did before, because good things always happen to me, but I was just so focused on the negative. That's all I could see. And I think that's a lot with, uh, you know, shifting or whatever. It's, it's all your perception. So what you choose to see and recognize so I think what I'm hearing you say right now is that for the last five months and 21 days, awesome, by the way, I love that you're keeping count, <laughs> <laughs> that you have been I, living on a new earth for the last five months and 21 days. Yeah, it, from fresh eyes, like, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, you can call it a new earth because it's it's new for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the same things are happening, but I decide what I'm going to focus on Mm -hmm. and that has changed everything so like perception really is key in my opinion now waking up in the morning and and seeing a golden sky or anything that didn't change well I do wake up before the sun rises so I get to watch golden skies all the time semantics (laughs) but no the sky is still very much blue what Okay, on my timeline, the sky is blue. Shit. I think I may have crossed over. (laughs) But my earth, the sky is black in my timeline. I haven't been outside today, so. Well, that's a lie. I just, I've been outside. The sky was blue. But I had you go in there for a second, didn't I? For a second. But you also live in a city, so I don't know how much of the sky you can really see. Like, I live out in the country in the middle of nowhere. All I have is nothing but sky. Well, we can see the sky. We just can't really see the stars at night. Oh, that's so sad. The stars are my fave. Yeah. It's weird when I find myself in a place where you can see the stars. What are those things? (laughs) I don't know why I use my ascension voice for that. (laughs) Should we call that the ascension voice? I think so. That's it's it's done. That's now I feel like an asshole. I feel like that's like me mocking. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm gonna, okay. be, I'm gonna be proven really wrong one day, and then you know when that happens, I'm just gonna say, "Yep, I was wrong. You guys were right. I own it." Yeah. Well, that's so, good. This is fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for indulging yes, my little rant there at the me. end. <laughs> this was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Where can everyone find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. That's really the only place I'm at. Uh, F Liz. I'll, uh, but how's I'll that spelled? The handle E F F L I Z Z. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. It's a lot, a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of good characters there. So awesome! Yay! Yay! Fellow time travelers, your journey through time awaits you. Just want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And if you're interested in discovering who, when, and where you have been throughout time, and you'd like to book a session with me, just go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist. 
or you can reach me through my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com. Hey, time traveler. Are you trying to learn your birth chart and you're struggling through all those confusing layers of signs, houses, planets, degrees, aspects? I have a four-level self-paced course that makes this process so much clearer. Hi, I'm Danny. I'm that witch next door. I'm an instructor and mentor for folks like you that are trying to learn all of this trendy new astrological information for themselves and their own lives. Each level of my course is specifically designed to dive deep into the chart and help make sense of all those different parts and pieces. I developed this course to directly improve all the problems that I personally encountered on my journey to learning my own birth chart so that you don't have to. All of the information is presented in a way that is digestible and set up to promote the most effective retention and set you up for real success. By the end of our last level, you'll be ready to practice interpreting the transits and the aspects for yourself. You can visit thatwitchnextdoor.com slash astrology for more information and to order yours today. You can also use code Time to learn for a 10% discount off of your bundle today. This is my way of saying thank you so much for being part of the Timeless Spirituality community. I enjoy working with all of you so much that listen to me over on That Witch Podcast. So don't forget, if you're struggling to learn your birth chart, you want to finally make sense of all of this, visit thatwitchnextdoor.com slash astrology and use code time to learn for 10% off at checkout. Thank you so much, time traveler. Thank you, Daniel, the past life regressionist. And I'll see you all in class.